guys. Welcome to episode 33 of CMD Towers Brews and Builds. I'm Mr. Commodore number five, and my fellow host, Jazzes Out Creatures Better Than Kalia. <laughs> hey! Big talk. We're bringing it back. We're bringing uh, it. It's been too far. It's been too long since we've talked about it. Uh, also, hey, cats and kittens. That's one. Um, what else we got? We got uh, Vorthos Nerds. Uh, that's it. two. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I'm coming for it, Jimmy. Uh, that's three. Yeah, there we are. Uh, we got a blasted. Oh, that's four. And that's all we got for now. All right. We got, we got four drinks right now. Thanks for tuning into our podcast, and this is only able to happen by our awesome producer, Squee McGee, and his production company, Rich Chaos Records, here in Kansas City. What up, Squee Let me tell you, I broke my wind drought of a roughly two months today. Nice. Feeling good. What? Wind drought? Wind, I think like wind. Like Oh, wind it's been, drought. It's been a cold. I, yeah. I heard wind drought. Yeah, me I'm too. like, wait, like, you're, you're out wait, there trying that? to make wind? Well, you know. Yeah. The breeze. Yeah, I, I it's the breeze. breeze. Yeah. It's the breeze. Jeez. Jeez. Uh, well, <laughs> we also, yeah, also for those playing the home game out there, I think all of us are little toasted right now. Been a day. Fairly yeah. tired. Yeah. The, the best part is not like alcohol or food toasted. Just like it's been a day. It's been a day. We, we've been doing magic related things for the last like nine hours. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So our brains are a little mentally melted. Right. And it's I was traveling all last week, so I haven't had any time. I got in on like I think I got back to my house at two thirty. And then I was like getting dinner with my folks at seven. So yeah. and I was just like sitting on the couch. And then obviously time. like the gorilla in the room with all the coronavirus. Yeah, stuff. That, that's just oh, like yeah, a mental yeah, way yeah. down. Of course, it by got, the time this is. airs, hopefully it's better. Yeah, it was all, it'll, it'll all blow over. But Anyways. we'll get to that. We'll get I've had a hundred cases of TP. Really? No, I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> I don't, although, so everyone. Hey, would, uh, hashtag. Mr. Combo's house, bidet life. <laughs> I thought that would be a great thing to invest in. Like, it's an absolute great thing. The bidet? Yeah. yeah. Or you just get in the shower. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, anyways, I gotta, of, I gotta assume ways, maybe food and water. A lot, lot of ways. A lot of ways to solve this problem. Well, if you want to know more ways to support the CMD Tower team and all the content that we produce, head over to our sponsor, LevelOneGameShop.com. They sell magic accessories like that sweet exclusive CMD Tower playmat and Matt Hunter pack sleeves, and they also do have a really cool TCG player store with an over ninety nine percent accuracy rating, um, and yeah, obviously crazy competitive prices because we're cheap. <laughs> <laughs> um, another way to support us is you can head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash CMD Tower. And I do want to shout out because we do have some new people that have joined. Yes. Uh, I believe we might have mentioned him already, but I can't remember because I didn't mark it complete. Uh, our artist, Mr. Magoo, helping us, helping him. And what's, That's his, awesome. and what's his name on the channel? Uh, I don't think he's joined the channel. I think oh, he's just he's giving us money. Out. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Helping we, me. We also have Will Yoder, a local guy. Yeah. Uh, never met him. Funny story. He actually knows AA, Australian Oh, yeah, what do you know? Yeah, yeah w, Yoder, w Yoder 05, OS 05. Guess what? I have trouble seeing it because I'm not wearing my glasses. What do you know? Well, actually, hold on. No, it's not Will that knows AA. It's our next Patreon, Kylie Bush. He knows uh, AA and actually apparently lives down the street from him. So, oh really? Yeah, crazy. Uh, and then of course we got the Duff Man. The Duff Man. Uh, and also I got a few things here for uh, the people on the Discord. So first off, hashtag coward, hashtag suck it, hashtag blasted, hashtag jam life, hashtag I don't know what that means, hashtag jam a cat, <laughs> hashtag sit tight, hashtag coming for you Jimmy, hashtag erect, and finally the new one, hashtag jazzing creatures. Uh, so, hashtag jam a cat still tops in my book. Yeah, I think Jeez. that's I think that's right up there. Well, so. if you want to get if you want to help produce more gems like these, we do have four different <laughs> pledge levels that rewards from getting access to that Discord filled with. Hashtags, uh, or even getting your own uh, guest spot on the show, to even getting your own playmat and sleeves. But if you don't have the financial means to do that, 
totally get it. Just share the content yeah. you're already listening to. Uh, literally shove it down everyone's throats. <laughs> Make them join the collective. The collective. Every little bit of interaction helps. Uh, every episode, we also do want to give a big shout out for the music provided by Pink Royal. And of course, stay tuned until the end to get details on how you can win a surprise giveaway from Level 1. We're of course recording this in mid-March, so we're still trying to figure out exactly what the cool little prize is. But I, I kind of shared some of that with Squee and Big Tuck, and let me tell you, these yes, are sir. heaters. Yeah, pretty uh, yes, spicy sir. stuff. So. Yes, sir. Well, Brews and Builds is our tech deck series, guys. Uh, it's all about the decks that Big Tuck and I have in that Path to 32. Each podcast, we're going to talk about one of those Path to 32 decks, but hey, in a cool manner of brewing some beers. So, we kind of broke it down into four categories. The first one's going to be ramp and setting your board state. That's the grain build. Yes, and the grains are the foundation of every beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts, usually about a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, the taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content. Decks are always needing ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp into your bigger threats. And just like a grain profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. The next one's going to be, how does your board interact with all of your opponents? That's the hop profile. Hops give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal and floral flavors. Uh, they grow in a variety of strands and help distinguish subcategories like IPAs. Our hop choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can do what it wants. And then the next one's going to be, how does your deck actually win the game? How does it accomplish its end goal? That's yeast. Yes, and yeast are living microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds the alcohol content and the carbonation. Without yeast, you would be drinking flat sugar water, and without yeast cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of actually winning the game. And then lastly, in that brewing process, we have shenanigans. These can be pet cards and synergies, like Alter of the Brood for me. That's in a deck, even if it makes no sense. We're calling that the Spice Package. Yes, and similar to similar to Alter the Brood, not every beer needs these to, 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 to work, but spices and other additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into a jalapeno stout, or the addition of hops that turn an IPA into a double IPA. Not every deck has something that really makes it pop, but if it does, this is where we talk about it. And then to seal the podcast, we have a bottle capping. These are going to be big taxonized recommendations and cuts to the deck that are under $5, under 50 bucks, and a personal recommendation that has no budget. The only restriction is we can't add any mana-only lands. So without further ado, let's get brewing. We're talking about a monster of a deck. Yeah. No, not because it's a beast, but because <laughs> it's my Frankenstein's monster from the depths of hell <laughs> come Pelucranos. Uh, so this was actually my Hogak EDH deck built around Jimmy Wong from Game Night's episode. Uh, I'll come. Yeah. But honestly, I think every time I ever played this, I don't think I ever played Hogak. So correct me if I'm wrong, at some point this was also a Gitrog monster deck like no. years so ago? No, so Gitrog eventually turned into Lord Wingrace. Ah, that's right. I, I remember that there's some, some yeah. line through there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think Hogak really did much. Ever did like, anything. It was kind of like uh, a value train. It, and honestly, I think even in the Game Nights episode, Hogak didn't do anything. It just did Golgari stuff. Yeah, and I think that's so, um, you know, I think it's funny that you took that deck that you had with Hogak and literally swapped out one card and it worked better than before. Yeah. And, and I think that's one thing with Golgari for me. The it's I think it's a cool color combination just because black and green are so popular and, sure. so, and there's so much power there. But like nine out of 10 Golgari decks kind of function the same sort of way, right? Yeah. And I think this one like, this one's further on the unique side of it, but yeah. but you're still like there's still cards in here which we may or may not get to where it's like yeah like sure. you know we and we talked about how I also have a Golgari deck and there's a lot of them where it's like this is a card that I had or I swapped yep. in right or like I had this in there and I took it out. <laughs> 
So, um, but I, I do, I do really like what you did with this, um, and I, I think, it, I think the commander itself is pretty sweet. So, yeah, and and so like Big Tuck just said, I literally like I saw Pelucranos. I did a one for one swap. I actually talked about it in a forty life and a dash probably a month or so ago now. Yeah. Um, and so what we actually thought, because you know we've almost completed our podcast path to thirty two, that. You know, we could start, you know, diving into decks that maybe are repeats or Mm -hmm. diving into decks that aren't necessarily tuned the best. Because, you know, instead of talking about like, hey, this is optimized. I don't know how else to fix it. This right. is one that, like yeah. I said, I literally just did a one-for-one swap. So it needs help. <laughs> right. It needs yeah, it CPR. Need little, need and so bit. we thought it could be a cool thing to where, you know, a lot of people will build decks, um, looking at you, Will, uh, and immediately dismantle it for <laughs> oh, whatever yeah. reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Because he got hated out every got game. Got hated out. <laughs> Uh, but then it's just like, well, then you just start from scratch. Well, you don't necessarily have to do that. Maybe taking yeah. Kroxa and putting in just Mogus. How does that impact the deck? It still kind of functions, but then maybe it's like, ooh, I could tweak a card here or there. You don't have to start from ground zero. So hopefully you guys will kind of see that today. Yeah, I I agree. Um, And especially, you know, with these things where there are kind of more standardized colors Mm -hmm. of these, right? Like, I think it kind of gives you the, the breathing room to get a little more creative with it. Um, I, again, like I've, I talked about this. I've talked about this a lot with like, uh, friend of the show, Tice, and actually I just saw him in Dallas. So there you go. Um, where I like a lot of people do that, where they build a deck and then dismantle it for parts or whatever. Yep. And I'm like the complete opposite. It's like I realize that I could dismantle like a third of the decks I have because they're <laughs> either garbage or, you know, um, we were talking about Brea, for example. Sure. I never play it just because it's not a fun deck for me. And there's like $600 in there or something. Yep. But I, I do like having these uh, I, and cards get reprinted, new cards yep. get printed, like pro, like. I think this deck works really well with uh, with Pelucranos in it now. Sure. But you just had that option to even think about. Yep. Three weeks ago or a month ago or whatever. Yeah, month, month, was, month and a half, so. something like that. So initial thoughts, uh, looking at my color curve. I think, do we need to first say what the commander does? Oh, yeah. You know what? <laughs> I, I, I think that's probably let's start, let's, pretty important. Let's start there. Let, let, let's start there. So Pelucranos is... And actually, can't find it on here. Oh my god, it's under your yeast. He's there we go, thank you. Two colorless and Golgari for legendary creature, Zombie Hydra, which is, in fact, Very Metal Man! Yeah. Uh, he is a 0-0, zero, zero, but hey, when he enters the battlefield, he comes in with 6 plus 1 plus 1 counters on it. It escapes with 12 plus 1 plus 1 counters on it instead. So if you guys aren't familiar with Escape, yep. it's a new mechanic from Theros Beyond Death. Uh, and it basically says exile X cards and pay this mana cost and then uh, exile cards from your graveyard and then you could bring this card back from the graveyard. So his escape cost is four colorless Golgari, exile six other cards from your graveyard and then he comes out of right. your graveyard as a 12-12. Um, why don't you read his middle text? Because this is what kind of makes him well, weirdly unique. And, and thanks for giving me the hard stuff. Again, You're very welcome. Again, don't have your glasses. glasses. Um, if a damage would be dealt to Pelucanos while it has a 1-1 counter on it, prevent that damage and remove that many plus one plus one counters from it. Which is great. It's a fighty. And then um, a colorless and Golgari, uh, Pelucanos fights another target creature. Yep. So there's definitely ways you can turn him into a bit of a Terminator, if you will. Sure. Machine gunning down threats. Um, I've noticed that there's a card in here that he's really good with, which I don't think you have. Which is, I, it's not in here that I can tell Vigor. 
Oh, it's uh way to ruin it. That's one of my <laughs> cappings, you SOB. Well, anyways, we'll get we'll get more into that. But um there's a lot of cool ways to build around him. Um and I like and so what I think it's really cool with him is it shows its power of just being um like there's a lot of times where this is like the card that you have out and you're like ready to go, right? Sure. If someone kills them, you're like, okay, I don't care. Yep. I have so many ways to fill my graveyard up. And I think I think that's even I do think that is a little unique in this where your graveyard is kind of like your backup plan, yep. but mostly it's just food for him. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I like it because with this escape mechanic, in theory, I should never pay command tax. Correct. Yeah. Uh it's I pay four and then I'm just paying six and exiling six for the rest of the mm -hmm. game. Uh, from a mana perspective, I could probably use more green in the deck. Yeah, it's it's it a little out of whack. Which is shocking because you have all of the enablers. I right? know. So. It's crazy. Uh, but from a CMC perspective, I, I was surprised. 3-4-1? Yeah. yeah, very reasonable. That's very um, reasonable. There's a fair amount of ramp in here. Um, it's kind of, I think it's kind of light on a little bit of the ramp package. Um, but for the most part, I think there's a fair amount in here. Uh, and also, there's a lot of ways where you're recurring lands that you might have binned in a different sure. way. So I think you kind of got that going here. Also, $1,400-ish, which <laughs> seems shocking, but I think if you cut out all the foils and other cards that you spend ridiculous amounts on for literally no reason, um, I think you I think you could build a decent, like, playable uh, Pelucranos deck for, like, a couple hundred dollars, maybe. Like, yeah. He, you he know, himself is only $5 for a foil. I mean, granted, mm. you literally cut out... Verdant Catacombs, Bayou, Gaia's Cradle, and that shaves like $700 yeah, right. out of the cost. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, that right there. But still, then you're down to like $900. And I was just looking through here, and it's not because it's top heavy. There's just a lot, a lot of, of $30, good, yeah. $35, $40 cards. But like you said, you could probably take your curve from 3-4 to 3-8. And instead of having Demonic Tutor, you have Diabolic yeah, yeah, Tutor. Yeah, for sure. Uh, instead of having Veldek and Ori, you have that one land where you can play stuff at Flash. Right, yeah. So or just like simple cut, things cut like Toxic that. Deluge from Utilate and cost one more, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Totally. Cool. Well, without further ado, guys, let's dig into the deck. Let's get going. Uh, my first one is actually a card that is... Just a very good Golgari card. But it is food for Pelucranos. We're talking Hermit Druid. Yeah, I figured you'd talk about this one. Yeah. And well, I absolutely am not. Yeah, well, the funny thing with Hermit Druid um, that always kind of comes back to my head is Jimmy had played this on game nights, needed it badly, Paid the green, tapped it. Oh, was it like? And the, it was literally yeah, the, the next first card. one. Yeah. Did he like do some sort of brokerage of deals for that? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Summer Druid is a colorless green, 1 1, summon Druid. You can a forest tap, reveal cards from the top of your library to reveal a basic land card, put that card into your hand, put all other revealed cards into your graveyard. So, if you literally look at the deck, I got 14 basic lands. Mm -hmm. Out of the 90-ish cards, sure, yeah. 99 you'll get, cards, you'll get your so go. your your likelihood is just very slim. Usually you do Hermit Druid, and you're probably going to get 7 to 15 sure. cards, which that's just maybe 1 to 2 escape activations for But it's Polycranos. enough, right? And I, yeah. think, and I think this deck, I, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but like Hermit Druid is played in a lot of combo decks mm -hmm. where they can kind of self-mill and go from there. Um, so normally degenerate I, decks yes absolutely very degenerate so I'm usually anti him just because of that nature but uh, I do like him in this deck a lot right like there's nothing that you can bend that's going to win you the game off Correct. the crates um, it plays through it and like I said your graveyard is less about sometimes I feel and correct me if I'm wrong I feel like your graveyard is less about the contents of the graveyard and Correct. more about the quantity of the graveyard Correct. 
because the, the way that this deck quote unquote goes off and you'll we'll talk about this in the yeast most likely right. is through just casting Pelucranos, sacking Pelucranos, uh, casting Pelucranos, and, and, and just yeah, kind and of just doing that chain, over and over. Get the chain going, yeah, yep. for sure. Cool. Well, but what yeah. is your first hop? So we were joking earlier, and this is clearly another. This clearly was another deck that was built after your. Was it Modern Horizons? Yeah. Winter. <laughs> so. Um, well, technically, it would have been summer because I think it came out in April, May. Yeah. Wait, really? Because War came out in March. And it came out after. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, oh, yeah, because that was like right before yeah. we started. But it right? should yeah. have came out in winter considering it had snow-covered uh, lands. Very Continue. true. Um, but there's uh, so there's some of that around here as well. Um, but one that I think is a pretty cool pick is Nantuko Cultivator. Yep. So three colorless and a green for a 2-2 insect druid. Highly relevant. Um, so when it enters the battlefield, you may discard any number of land cards, put that many plus one plus one counters on Nintuku Cultivator and draw that many cards. So one thing I've noticed through here, and we'll get a little bit more into this bottle capping, is I think that you really want to put lands into your graveyard and kind of play around that. Yep. Um, and I think this does it really well. Um, I think it's really, I think it's just like well designed. So um, I think that there's there are ways that you could potentially build this deck where it cares, it does care about counters because it's so important for Pelucranos. And it's good that this card has that utility as well, right? So it's not going to win you the game, yeah. but I think it's going to help you filter. Could be a big chunky beater. Um, could be a really good sack fodder to a greater good or something along those lines. So I just think it's a really cool card, um, and especially because the foils forty cents, I think it is. So um, I would, I think this is something that would be fun to try, um, maybe in a Wind Grace deck, maybe in another deck that's similar to this. I think Wind Grace, yes. Uh, I actually want to cut this card from this deck because really? there have been too many times where I have seen this card. Granted, in the seven times I've played the yeah, deck, right. but when I do see it, I have a land, and oh, it's like, yeah, cool, four mana draw a yeah, card. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I actually think a better card, and I'm not talking about it in my capping, would probably be like Guardian Project. Mm, uh, yeah, same CMC, and it just draws me cards as I play creatures. So or creatures enter yeah. the battlefield. I don't even I, have to but cast. But I still, but I still think that this would be helpful if you did have a full grip, right? Because this again, you can magical your, Christmas land. I saying, have well, seven lands. We spent an hand. entire episode talking about that on Yarok. So <laughs> having one card and a bunch of things full of land is more likely than that. So I, I like it. I think it's a good pick. Um, I think it would be better if it just said discard any, any number, number of cards, cards. I and then that. put that many plus one plus one counters on him and draw that many to how many lands went in. If you still wanted to make it land specific, oh sure, yeah, and then you then can bend more, and then that way I could just bend everything right. and then maybe i still draw a card but i'm still filling my graveyard for value yeah and i think there's there's other builds of this i've seen online that focus a lot more on the discard from your hand effect mm -hmm, for I'm value sure. which is really how this goes but anyways i thought it was a cool card i know you put it in here because you cracked one in foil and had it lying around correct so that's what i got for that cool uh so my next one is a land but it has a great utility on here and honestly i didn't know this card existed until i think I started building this deck and I actually ended up getting one for Shirai as well. We're talking Phyrexian Tower. Oh, yeah. Uh, legendary land. Uh, you could tap it to add a colorless or tap, sacrifice a creature, add two black. That's really, really yeah, good. Really good. Uh, especially when, okay, I'm going to tap, sacrifice a creature, float two black mana, that creature goes to the graveyard. Then that's maybe one of my six that I exile <laughs> to then bring back Pelucranos. Um, it just gives me a lot of utility. And really, I think this is a card that, I'm going to say it, should probably be a black staple. 100% because having something that is a utility land that can just add colorless. I mean, mm -hmm. we have Reliquary Towers in decks. But how many times sure. have we played against opponents that sometimes give you that really bad creature? Right. Like, even... A couple weeks ago, when we were talking about 40 Life in a Dash, when you gave out the Acroan Horse 
Mm-hmm. And then yeah, Dan yeah. was able to sacrifice it to whatever. He yeah, had. whatever thing he had. Uh, yeah. So you know, oh man, I got stuck with this. Well, I got at least I have one least stack out. outlet. Yeah. So, and I think this could go in probably any color deck that just has access to black. Yeah, whether it's one, two, three, four, or five. I think three, three, four, and five is kind of pushing it. Um, I don't know. Really, I think the sack outlet. I think it, I think it gets a lot. Like it would be really good in Prosh. Um, I think I only have one of these. But they're, now they're I also mean, they're $11. eleven dollars. Yeah, yeah, which isn't like it used to be a ton. Yeah, and they just got reprinted um, in. Is that ultimate? Yep. Yeah, ultimate. So um, I don't know. If, I don't know. If, it's definitely a staple in mono black. It's definitely a staple in, t- in two black dual colors because most of those are dealing with creatures and graveyard stuff. Yep. Um, three probably, especially in like Jund and that sort of stuff. But like, do you think you even need to put this in a deck that wants to put your own stuff in the graveyard? I almost think it's just a good insurance policy to have a sacrifice outlet if you do get stuck with something that sucks. Yeah. Or, th- or say if someone stuck sticks you a dark steel mutation on your commander right, and, and it's like have, I have no way, way out of it. Yeah. It's a way out. I, yeah, I think so. It's probably one of the better ones of those like people people point to like high market because it's cheaper oh and there we go that, okay right so and that's also just a sack and i think you gain a life Correct. so this one getting two out of it is probably better um yeah no i think it's good uh, staple eh, standard 100 percent. okay so, yeah well what's but your next it's a, one it's a banger um so this one is a card that is sweet uh, and I think I've seen this played on the real Commander series, SCG Commander Versus. Shout out uh, to the boys there who for sure don't listen to us. Correct. Um, but this is also a piece of magic history that you can own. So Squandered Resources. Yep. Card is sweet. Um, black, green, sacri- it's an enchantment from Visions. Uh, I don't think it's a... Do you think it's a reserve list? No, it is for sure. I'm trying to figure out if it's a mythic or not. I don't think nope, it is. No, it's a it's, common. No, 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 no. They didn't have the colors back then. This is oh. actually, this is a rare. So remember when you opened that Tempest thing and you were pissed? Oh, that's right. Yeah, like the, they didn't have that until something later. But maybe huh. Lauren. Anywho, um, so it says, pretty straightforward. Sack a land, add to your mana pool, one mana of any type that the sacrifice land could produce. Play this ability as a mana source. And I think that's one thing, like we talked about, that I think this deck really wants to play with lands. Yep. I, think it, I think it has a lot of value in lands. Um, lands coming into your graveyard, lands coming out. Um, I would wager to guess you're not going to talk about it. Life from the Loam. Uh, yeah, I didn't think so. But like that's like that's like one of the premier ways of doing that, right? You have like your uh, cru- pseudo-Crucible world effects and that sure. sort of stuff. So um, a question for you, though. Do you have this in your... Uh, do you have this in Windgrace as well? I don't think I do, actually. Really? Okay, yeah. yeah. And it's kind of expensive, so it's $14, yeah. and I can see this totally back blow, like backfiring on you. Correct. So um, it's definitely a card you want to play around, but again, like cycling through... Getting fodder out for sure. um, getting fodder out for your boy to come back out. Yep. Just think like it does a lot, and I just think it's a cool card. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of as we were going through this, and I was trying to figure out. Okay, obviously the whole point behind this was for Ho Daddy sack sure. a bunch of your lands, and then that way you could ex, you know uh, exile the stuff out to pay for his colorless uh-huh. piece. But I kind of look at this card, and I think I want to keep it in here. Oh, for sure. Mainly because I could tap three, sack the lands. And then use those three to exile out. And it's yeah. kind of like a two-for-one almost yeah, absolutely. to be able to bring Pelucanos back out. Well, actually, so, it's a, th- a three-for-one because you're getting the mana. You're getting you're getting the six mana you need to play for him for three. Yep. Right? So you're tapping them for one, tapping the, getting the mana again from them, and then using them for exile. Oh, yeah. There we go. 
Because it costs six, right? Yeah. 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 So like your hat. So just this one card with these three lands help you pay for its mana cost and half, half of, of its exile. Uh, yeah. Right. Huh. So yeah. That's why I think. That's why I think like. And again, you have like the splendid, splendid reclamations of the world and that sure. sort of thing. So there's a chance that if things are in your graveyard, you have you will have a chance to get them back out. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's my cool last one. one is I believe this is actually a Golgari staple. I believe I see it played in a lot of Golgari decks. Uh, Underrealm Lich. Oh, yeah, this is a new one that's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's three colorless Golgari, black, green. It's a mythic. It's a mythic. Uh, <laughs> it is a zombie elf shaman, all relevant creature yes. types. Uh, four, three, if you would draw a card, instead look at the top three cards of your library, then put one into your hand, the rest into your graveyard. So basically, it's a sylvan library that instead right. of paying life, they just go to the yard. Right. And then you can pay for life, and it gains indestructible till end of turn, tap it. Which is fine. Um, I mean, but it's kind of nice. Like, if, if you could tell me, hey, you can have Sylvan Library, and at any time you could pay four life, and you doesn't yeah, blow up. Which okay. is perfect because you have to pay four life for Sylvan Library anyway. So, oh, it's, so it's a difference. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, this card's great because the one thing that I have seen with this deck is sometimes you do get quote unquote dead draws like in any deck, but in this deck it's a real feel bad because it's. I need to get stuff in the yeah, yard. You can't even, you, I can't even get stuff get in there. Yard, I yeah, swing yeah. in with like my Sakura Tribelder. Well, that's a bad example. Uh, <laughs> but like a Wood Elves or something. Yeah, and people right. are like, no, get out of here. I'm right, not going yeah. to kill that so you can exactly. exile it. I would love you to swing in with Sakura Tribelder. <laughs> hey, Steve can get, Steve can get Steve. his licks in. Scuba Steve! If we, if we did first, if we did, like I said, on that SCG thing, it's an all-star because they deal like with the point system. So I've seen Steve get in for first, for first blood piles of times. It's Jeez. incredible. Uh, yeah, this is really good. Um, I think that this is also something that would probably be good in your Lord Windgrace deck, right? Depending on how much graveyard shenanigans you yeah. have there. So, um, yeah, if you're playing a Golgari deck or a deck that cares about graveyards, this is really a slam dunk. Um, and even then, like, blocking it, making it indestructible, and then tapping it is totally fine. Yep. Uh, survives board wipes. Again, three, sort of three relevant things. Like, this would be good in the Reese, the Exile deck that he had. Yep. Right? So, uh, yeah, I'm on board 100%. Cool. So, get that graveyard full. Well, what is your last green? So, this is a, this is a cute one. It's a, real, it's a real cute one. And I'm glad you kept it in here. So, it's super basic. It's $1.95. Okay. We're talking, we're going to sweep that leg, Johnny. We're talking the Rift Sweeper. <laughs> <laughs> when I first looked at this, I was like, is there some gimmick to play with the commander? Nope. And I was like, I was like, wow, no, I'm thinking way too hard. Yep. <laughs> it's uh, a colorless and a blue for 2-2 Elf Shaman. Colorless sure. and a green. Sorry, did I say blue? Yep. What's sure did. Me? Start over. Yeah, okay. So it's a colorless and a green for a 2-2 Elf Shaman. Uh, pretty straightforward. When it comes into play, choose target face-up card that's removed from the game. Its owner shuffles it into his or her library. I'm exiling stuff yeah, exactly. all day long. So it's like, and if you really need it in a pinch, you have ways to like, get it back out and play it again. Yep. Sacrifice fodder. Um, I do like, so I wish the wishes worked this way because that's from outside of the game yeah. as opposed to from exiled or removed, but... We can't win them all, so uh, it's actually pretty cool, and I think that I'm seeing this. I might put this into the also sort of mentioned Mazes End deck, because if someone exiles Mazes End, oh. I'm kind of screwed. <laughs> or You're two, like, I or, have zero or, ways or, to win. Or two, if they get Mazes End, or two... Uh, Gates. Gates? Yeah, it's over. <laughs> so, um, it'd be nice to have that in here, too. Um, outside of that, I mean... 
If you have a deck that you're exiling stuff or playing other escape I things. mean, you know, I think this could be a good utility card in a green deck if your play group plays a lot, a lot of exiles. exiles yeah. That would then this would be very very good. Sure. Or if you're playing a deck that's maybe very Eldrazi Titan heavy, mm -hmm. and the only way to get rid of them is to be it's exiled. exiled yeah. This could be your backup plan if someone stopped your Blightsteel Colossus, your Cosmic. Yeah. yeah All right. That, that one. Uh, what's that one? Uh, Uru or whatever his name is. The oh yeah, new the, Titan. Yeah. That seems like it'd probably be pretty good in there too. Because again, he escapes, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So there we go. There you go. That's a free. That's a free one for that's all a you freebie. That's a free one for all you DJs out there. I can't believe how expensive that card is. How much is it? I think it's like seventeen to twenty. Oh, that's it. I thought it was way more than that. Ooh, is it more? I don't know. Well, uh, I'll hey, look, well welcome well, to the not matching the gathering <laughs> finance podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll look that up. Um, but that's the end of my grain too. So I just cool. thought it was a cute little inclusion, and I'm guessing we're not going to see it ever again. So <laughs> I would guarantee that. Well, that's going to wrap up that uh, grain bill, guys. Now we're going to head over to the board state and the hot profile. Big Tuck, why don't you start us off? Uh, the base model of Uru is now forty dollars. Forty. Forty. Yes. What's the full art? Uh. I would assume that's the most expensive. 132. No way. Yeah. Full art non-foil? Oh no, that's just full that's for full art foil. Okay, so full art non-foil is probably like 80 or 70. Uh 56. Man, I might trade mine in. You have one? I ripped a full Oh yeah, that's art right. One. Yeah, I would for sure. Some guy, some guy will pick that off you. But anyways, let's say they're here and there. So yep. the first one, this actually just came up in some article I read. So it was kind of cool that you that it was in here too. So we're talking uh, Rampage of the Clans. All right. Very cool. Very cool card. So three colorless and a green. I almost said blue again. <laughs> if I haven't some sort of seizure. Um, you just really want this to be a Demir deck. I really do. I was playing Demir today, so maybe that's why. So it's an instant. Destroy all artifacts and enchantments for each permanent. Destroyed this way. Its controller creates a 3-3 three, three green centaur creature token. Yep. So if you're playing the one guy that's caring about centaurs, I guess you're kind of out of luck. But um, <laughs> I think, like, you know, there's a lot of these things. Bane of Progress, I think, now is like $15 or something stupid. Wow, yeah, really? Yeah, it's dumb. So um, the, thing, the thing that I like the most about this is I think a lot of people would look at this and be like, well, I don't want to give them things, right? Yeah. But... What you need to realize is that if you're playing someone who cares this much about their enchantments and artifacts sure. being blown up, they would rather have anything than a vanilla 3-3 that's just going to die to yep. Pelucranos when he eats them, literally. Yep. So um, it's an efficient board wipe. I think it's like 40 cents or something along yep. those lines. So super, super relevant there. You have a handful of enchantments and artifacts, but you have enough redundancy baked in there. It's like, who cares? Yeah. Right? Like, they get one altar, you'll just get one of the other two. You know? Exactly. Yeah, you know, this one, I, the way I kind of look at it is sometimes when you do the board wipes, you want to almost have a political aspect to it. Sure. And yeah. this one isn't as big of a feel bad as, say, a one-sided Cyclonic Rift because mm -hmm. it's yeah. one-sided. Yeah. This hits everyone. Everybody. And you get a little prize at the end of Correct. that tunnel. Yeah. Just like an austere command hits even their stuff as well, even though they can maybe pick it to where it doesn't, this is, you know... Ah, uh, that sucks, but or like an army potentially, right? Yeah. Like you, you if, well, you can think about this way too. What if you're like, hey, I'll destroy your thirty thopters or whatever and give you three three centaurs instead. And they're like just saying, if they're like stalled out or something, you might be able to potentially get like a second place or maybe even trick them into killing someone else, and then you slap back with Pelucranos. 
I'm just saying. There's that's, a lot. That's a lot. That's, of, that's a, a lot. There's a lot going on there. But just real cool card, real good board wipe. Um, very well designed. So that was my first one I wanted to bring up too. Cool. Well, my first one I believe is actually considered a green staple. Uh, even though this is the only deck I have it in, and I believe this is what people are alluding to. It's going to come out in the green spellbook this summer. Wait, wait for it. We're talking a musical thing. Uh birthing pod no i don't talk about <laughs> uh we're talking court of calling yeah so this is x green 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 it's an instant and it does have convoke so sure. convoke is each creature you tap while playing the spell reduces its cost by one or by one mana of that creature's color and then it says search your library for a creature card with a random cost x or less and then put it into play then shuffle your library do you not have this in like elves or anything mm -mm. really yeah wow that's surprising yeah um honestly I kind of forgot it was even in here. <laughs> <laughs> but you probably played it because the convoke, you probably got it because it also had convoke. Yeah, and, like, and the whole Hogak thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. So the reason I kind of wanted to point it out is, once again, this is a tutor for, and sometimes green kind of pigeonholes itself because it says tutor for a green creature. Yeah, right. This yeah. is just like a Sun creature Zeta. card. Sure. And right now there is a lot of token stuff in this mm -hmm. deck, even though I think I want to kind of reduce that for other more functional counter base things mm -hmm. but at least at the build at the moment i could potentially go tutor speed, something yeah. go tutor something that hey it's about to be my upkeep i'll go get shielded right or, yeah, yeah, yeah you know go get one of the game winners so then that way you know my opponents are tapped out i even look tapped out so you're not really that stressed yeah, about exactly. it exactly so there was something that was really funny where it's like um from Friday lo loading ready run, they're like Friday night thing. Yep. Is that right? Where they're like, it's like Friday night paper fight, something like that. Yeah, yeah. they have, and they had like skits that they did on it too, mm. which are kind of funny. But there's one where someone was like, pre-release, pre-release, think I'm tapped out. Yeah, right. Convokes back <laughs> <laughs> or, something, or something like that. So yes, that's pretty funny. Um, I do agree. So that is you do bring up a point where like this deck kind of feels like it's being feels kind of like a big tuck deck in some ways where it's kind of feel <laughs> like being, girlfriend's it's, past. Yeah, it's kind of feel like it's being pulled in a few different directions. Yeah, kind of have like. Some token and some graveyard stuff and some yep. land things. Yep. And then, like, now we're talking about counters potentially in the <laughs> yep. equation. So, um, which I think is fine. Like, every time I've seen it run, it just kind of works, right? Because eventually, if you just shove enough good cards into something, it'll <laughs> work for you. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's cool. Um, we might be talking about it later, but we shall see. Well, what is your second hot? Okay, so this is, <laughs> this is a card that plays directly into all three of these categories previously <laughs> mentioned. I mean, I think it also used to be like five dollars. So stitched together oh, cards, yeah. cards and all star. So um, it is two black or black black for a sorcery. Two modes: return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand, which is fine in a pinch, I guess, but much better. Two same same cost threshold: return that card from the graveyard to the battlefield instead. If you have seven more cards in your own graveyard, so effectively in this deck, this turns into a black black reanimate. They don't have to pay any life for. Yeah, like almost every single time. It's just there's the small the risk small, that yeah. I may have exiled all yes, my library true. to get Bullockernos back. But even then, um, if you have, even if you hermit it a couple times or sure. whatever, progress the game. Um, this is also a way to shortcut pain for Bullockernos again because I think like yeah. most times you like outside of getting exiled or something along those lines, you mostly put him into the graveyard, right? Like that's, that's where he belongs. He right? Yeah, that, so, that's his home. Yeah, yeah. are you too good for your home? <laughs> uh, so I think that's like part of something that's really cool for him. Um, and I think this card plays well. Again, you're gonna have a, you're gonna have an oversold cemetery graveyard, if you will, which is a ref. 
because it's a magic card. I suck it. And oh, wait, real quick, I suck it for those nerds. Uh, but yeah, it's cool. And now that's like a dollar. I think I got reprinted a couple times. Yeah, ninety nine cents. That's yeah, a pretty I, good deal. I think it used to be more. I think it used to be like five or six because it didn't have any reprintings. Mm. But um, then it got reprinted in uh, Commander last year. Well, I will say the art on it uh, by Arnie is totally metal, yeah, man. Yeah, it's absolutely metal, man. So, like, people are getting pulled in different places. And what'd you say from Arnie? Yeah, that's the artist's name. It's like Arnie... Sweckle. Uh, Sweckle. Oh, so it is. Arnie Sweckle. Impressive. You're, you're, there's your art game. It's, you're picking it up. Yeah, so Stitch Together is really cool. Um, and I, like I said, I think it's I think it really works in this deck, too. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, it is a budget reanimate. Yes, 100%. Um, all right. So my next one, probably have talked about it in the past. It just has to be talked about because I think it needs to be played a lot more once it rotates out of standard because it's a little expensive. We're talking Assassin's Trophy. Oh, thank God. I thought you were going to talk about another one. <laughs> so this is uh, Golgari. Uh, so black, oh, it's green, already down to 15? Instant. Wow. What was it at before? Oh, like 30? Wow. Yeah, uh, yeah I will say Reese dropped to 11 bucks. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Those mystery uh, boosters are throwing a curveball at we'll yeah. oh, Hopefully I'll get some semblance of value on mine. Uh, so this is an instant, and it says, destroy target permanent and opponent controls. As a controller may search their library for a basic land card and put it onto the battlefield and shuffle your library. Yeah. Basically, two mana beast within, without giving them a beast, yeah, you're pretty, getting a basic pretty, pretty, land. Pretty much, yeah. It's it's incredible. Um Two mana vindicate, however you want to call it. Anguish yeah. and making, but it doesn't exile. Yeah, like, it's, it's so it's good. fantastic. I don't know. This is played in other constructed formats, so I never. I don't know if this is ever gonna get down to be like a dollar. No, no. But like, I would say I'll probably, eight. Yeah, eight nine. I'd say below ten. Below ten. It's still played fair. in standard a lot. Yeah, and, and I don't think this is rotating until summer. I have no idea. Well, because I think it's usually every 18 months. Mm, and I think yeah. guilds came out last January, uh-huh, December, uh-huh. that time frame. So yeah, it should like be that. like June time so frame. So it'll go down. Um, hopefully, probably won't see a reprinted of it anytime soon. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's really a premier removal. The basic land, some people have said matter. It does not matter in this format at all. Now, I will um, say it does come in untapped. Mm-hmm. So if you end up doing it, you may end up giving them the one extra <laughs> mana <laughs> to like, put them in magical Christmas land. <laughs> yeah, you get them. And they're like, okay, fair enough. I'll go get a, or, or, or like, I'll go get a planes and swords to plowshare thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it is really premier removal. Um, the back, the backside of it's so low. Like you're going to, this is going to be a, a blowout permanent. So like today uh, or two weeks ago, when Dan played his uh, Glacial Chasm, like, not anymore, yep. right? So um, it's almost like the problem with this is you have to, like, really think about what you're going to use it for because it is so versatile. Yeah. You don't want to just be like, well, I'm not going to take five trample damage. Like, ha. Huh. You, yeah, you're, you're like, you all right, yeah, whatever. Great. Uh, just wait till I play my just, uh, just rant, uh, Dictative Erebos. Now, and I think I, I think someone played, I think I have someone play this where they were so stuck on mana, they destroyed, like, one of their own tokens You actually something. can't. You cannot? It says, destroy target permanent and opponent controls. Oh. Because I've tried to do that in Arena, forgetting. Oh, did, oh, you have? Yeah, and it doesn't, you obviously can't target it because mm-hmm. you're not an opponent. So. Got it. Yep. That's hysterical. So, well, never mind. And, of course, premier art by one Seb McKinnon. Yes. Uh, not, very, very cool. Knocking it out of the park so. again. Uh, well, a, lot, a lot of lore into that, but we're not getting into that because this podcast doesn't suck it. <laughs> What is right. your last one? I got, I got one last one. I just traded this Mr. Squee or Big Squee. Mr. Squee. Or Squee. It's or, a new one. Or Dr. Squee, the third Esquire. Perching Squee. Perching Squee. Middle Squee. Yeah, Middle Squee. Um, so I, I I like this card. It drives me insane, and I don't think anyone should run it, but it works really well in this deck. It's getting a little 
It's like, oh, here we go. Are you ready for this? It's like me near the end of the cinematic movie Hugo because I'm getting a little misty. We're talking constant miss. Oh. <laughs> Rift. Hey, so, colorless and a green for an instant. Buyback, sacrifice a land. Again, this, I don't is, care. I, this, this is a land. I, this is a. This is. Very well could be a... Land matters? Yeah, like a uh, w- w- whatever your boy is. Uh, Lord Windgrace? Yeah, minus a red, I think. So um, so there's that, right? So you'll have plenty of lands in here because it's Golgari. Uh, creatures deal no combat damage this turn. So good. So annoying. I mean, this is what saved me in that 40 life in a yes. dash when I was able to go back around the table. Yeah, and you can do this all the time, whenever you want, for two mana. Um, it's bonkers. I hate it because it makes me very angry because it <laughs> makes games go on forever. Um, I mean, not forever, because eventually you run out of right, lands. Right, yeah, but... but I mean, it'd then, be different than that Crucible of the Worlds in here. Then sure. it would be forever. You, you do have the Room Nat Excavator, so that's a, that's a plus. Fair. But, yeah, no Crucible um, yet. Ooh. Maybe. Oh. Or maybe not. Oh. So, um, yeah. Insert heavy breathing. Yeah. <laughs> um, the one thing that sucks about this, um, and this is one of the reasons why I traded it to uh, Squee Esquire, is that it is $6.50, which is kind of nuts. It's not on the reserve list, which I checked, but you can get a gold printing, a gold border printing of it for $2. So take that, take that with you. Uh, I will take it nowhere. Uh, I also quick, I, so I know this is not usual, but I want to give two quick shout outs to cards that I refuse to talk about because we've literally mentioned them no shorter than <laughs> one dozen times in this podcast. Liliana's Red Hole General, <laughs> your sixth copy of that. Congratulations. Uh, and then Plague Engineer, which is the second week in a row when we talked about it. So I just shout out to those that, again, you must open many, many of those Plague Engineers. Well, Liliana did come in war. I know not that. Not modern. Um, and she's phenomenal. Yeah, so, all right. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. So, uh, constant miss. It, it's literally. Is that your one, too? No, 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 okay. no. I just didn't say anything. Oh, yeah. So, constant miss. That's one where, it, like you said, I mean, this this literally saves your life when people have figured out what your rigmarole mm. is. Yes. Then it's Very like, perfect. okay, two mana all day long. Fill it up with lands. You'll figure. Not yeah, a big. And, I'll, and I'll figure you'll it figure out. You'll figure something out. Yeah. This is this isn't a card that wins you the game. It just helps you buy <laughs> this time. This is a card that doesn't look like I'm a guy with a plan. No, <laughs> I'm literally destroying my resources till I figure it out. Well, and even then, you could like spite someone else from being like, "Oh, you're trying to kill them." I don't think so. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't have to be just you. But yeah, all it's, right, it's it's a fun one. Well, my last one is a way to finally get that stuff from the graveyard to my hand. We're talking Genesis. Yeah, this this was one uh this was one on my list as well. Yeah, so this is four colorless green. It's an incarnation. I haven't really heard that creature type before. Uh it's a 4/4. Four, four. Uh also from Modern Horizons. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> Uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, if Genesis is in your graveyard, you may pay two colorless and a green. If you do, return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. So good. So it's good. It's so good. And I, one thing I have seen with this deck, you would think you would willy-nilly be exiling <laughs> stuff from your graveyard to do your escape. You actually have to do it very intelligently because you don't want to exile your Shieldred, for example. Oh, yes. Yeah, or, yeah. Or, you know, uh, exile out... Avenger of Zendikar, mm-hmm. uh, things like that you don't want to get rid of. So this is a way at least to get that stuff back. Because like Big Tuck said, this deck kind of has like a splattering of everything. Yeah, it's, yeah it's There's kinda, not enough graveyard occlusion in it to it, where it's consistent. If you will, this is what I would almost call like a, a kitchen sink deck where oh. it kind of has a little bit of everything yeah. in it, right? Yeah. Um, and also real quick on Genesis, just because just I think it's interesting. This card used to be at some point over $15. 
Wow. Yeah. And now, and it's funny, even the old version of it, um, which looks worse, is $3, and this new one is 50 cents. So, wow. Yeah. Crazy. Well, yeah, that's, I don't think there's much more to say on no, that No, I think it's awesome. Um, it only sucks. It is one of those things, kind of like the angers of the world, if you will, where you're like, if you're just like, you're like, I can't, I can't get in there. Like, there's like, <laughs> no one, I swing, I kill your planeswalker. Yeah, Will you yeah. block and kill it? No, no I'm good. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> and, and, right, yeah. And like, it's, and even then, it's like a 4 4, so it's like, you can't just like run this underfoot of something. You know what I mean? So sometimes. They're like, ah. Yeah, they're like, oh, okay. Well. And then I'll gain three life. Yeah, so I clicked yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, right, exactly. So. Well, I think that's going to wrap up the hot profile, guys. Now we're going to head over to how this tech may or may not win in the yeast package. Uh, I'm going to start off with. With the all-star the only one way i do think i can rinse and repeat win are you going first to worst i i guess in my head yes okay uh alter dementia oh. is my number one sure. what i would call win condition in the deck uh-huh. so we've talked about this in the past it's a two colorless artifact you can sack a creature at instant speed target player puts a number of cards equal to the sacrifice creature's power from the top of their library into their graveyard Usually when I see this kind of card played, especially on game nights, they're milling themselves to get some sort of value train. Uh, There's not enough graveyard recursion in here or big, oh my gosh, I was able to get this humongous thing and it's phenomenal. Totally totally agree. Doesn't happen. Uh, So what I did talk about on a 40 Life and a Dash a month or so ago is me milling out friend of the cast, Dan, uh, 12 at a time with Pelucranos to almost mill him in his Enchantress deck. So that's kind of one of the directions I think I want to take the deck into, okay, I can win by Exile 6, but I uh, mill Mm. you for 12 and then kind of go that that, Yeah. I don't know, though. I'm still trying to figure out what the identity is, but the couple times I have seen this deck and this card hits, it wrecks. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, Alter, Alter of Dimension is really good. Um, I see Also, it in, Modern Horizons. Yeah, also another one that you open from there. Uh, also used to cost a gazillion dollars and now costs yeah. very little, so rinse and repeat with that. Um, yeah, I, I'm less... I like that idea on paper because it gives you something to do with, with yeah. Pelucranos, right? Um, I just... As someone who's played a lot of mill and doesn't doesn't really work a lot of times at big well, at like bigger mill, tables. I feel like you can mill one person. Yes, but I think to your point, like you could you could have it set to where you have like one person on damage on yep. Pelucranos, right? Like so you're kind of like damage chip, on one shipping on one. You can use him to like chill, so like you can use him to like fight off a couple other smaller creatures, yep. then sacrifice him to one to keep this guy keep milling himself, yep. especially if they're like being really aggressive with their draws. So um, again, like. <laughs> I think it's just another thing in here. It's like, yeah, this card seems like it's good and and does something. Yeah. So, all right, why not? You know, and it's a two drop. <laughs> and the, again, like we've talked about this. I think this is definitely a card since it's a free sack outlet that can like, if you decide to cut it from this deck, it's so money well spent because you will find some place else oh, to put it absolutely. in. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Ultra uh, Dementia has so many homes. So many values. Yeah. Free sack outlets in any colors and, and the whole like there. Well, what is your first game winner? So this is the one that I, it's one of my most recent ads to my Golgari deck. And every time I play it, or the one time I played it, it's uh, not a fair magic card. So we are talking the one, the only, the Predator, Shouldred Whispering yeah, One. You got this one too? This is my Boom. last one. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, there's not much to say about this card. It's, yeah, it's super phenomenal. good. Yeah, it's so, phenomenal. 
Um, she is one of the Praetors. Uh, she costs an arm and a leg. So I've seen this in other people where like, oh, Shieldred's really good. I'm going to run her as my commander. It's like, awesome. Like, enjoy, cast- <laughs> enjoy casting it for 12 on the second time or third time yeah. player, right? Um, so she costs a lot. Five colorless, black, black. She's also very expensive. I think the cheapest you can get her, which ironically is a promo foil for like $10. And technically, that's the one that's in here. Oh, okay. But like, I marked it as promo, but then it marked it yeah, as this. Sure. So yeah. but, whatever. Um, she's also a 6-6 six, six with Swamp Walk, um, which seems pretty good. So why don't you take it off for the other two? Yeah. So at the beginning of your upkeep, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Seems so awesome. literally, when we did the 40 life and a dash, I had this loop going with Alter Dimension where I would sack Avenger of Zendikar. Oh, it would yeah, go, yeah, and then yeah. I'd bring it back, and I had like 17 lands or something right, like yeah, that. And I just really kept game. bringing tokens <laughs> and tokens. Um, and then it says at the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, that player sacks a creature. Which I think is okay. I think it's relevant, but it, like I think it really depends. Your upkeep one is the big one. I agree with you. Um, but if you can get her out or cheat her out early, and again, this deck doesn't really do that. Yeah. But like, for example, in my, gut, in my deck, she's an e- if I can do one of the things where like, turn one and tomb or something like that and then turn two exhum or something yeah. like that she is like one of the best ones because i mean there's always stitched back. together i guess yeah sure um and uh the, another one i'll be talking about here next which i guess i can kind of go now no okay you go you wait your turn no soon for you <laughs> so um but yeah she's really good I, like if you can find them pick them up this is another one if you see it like heavily played yep um and what's funny is there's for, always a home there's for always it. A, always a home for it in any deck um well not in any deck but like in a lot of a lot of decks Yes. Um, again, not don't for those who are out there who are trying to make her commander stop. It's not going to work. It's never going to well, work. We're lumping you with uh, you people, uh, Absent Angel of Hope. Oh, yes, Quit. yes, Please absolutely. Um, uh, what was the other one? Uh, oh, there's another one we we're just talking about where it's like, no, don't. Oh, I can't remember. Come to me. Uh, like the only, honestly, in my opinion, the only eight mana plus ones you can make work are the Eldrazi Titans. Because you just run colorless, yeah. and you run every, every GD mana rock, rock that, on the planet. planet. Yeah. Like, a couple weeks ago on a 40 Life and a Dash, uh, I talked about when I played uh, Friend of the Cast, Will's BS Friendship yeah. deck, which is not it's friendship. Not friendship and I set out to show it wasn't friendship, <laughs> yeah. and I think I accomplished that. Uh, he does Immercruel the Promise, and it was like, I mean, granted, it was plain chase. Yeah, but so you got a little. Still, turn yeah. three, I was at like nine mana. Right, just because you had every single one, yeah. And then I was at like eight mana immediately the next right. turn. It just, when you play colorless, you can do it that way. Yeah, quick. right. In these, if you want. But yeah, like this, this like, stuff, but no. this this deck, no. Like it doesn't work that way. I can't think of another one, but there's another, there's another creature I've seen a couple times that is like eight or nine or something absurd. I think like really. Really over seven, seven, like I think seven's even kind of pushing it. Yeah, six is like a good sweet spot. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's the ceiling to where it's like a little high. I think I think four is the ideal. Ah, uh, yeah. Like to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, five is okay. Six, you're pushing it, but seven and beyond, yeah. it's it's hard. Yeah, yeah. And and like unless like that's what she said. <laughs> boing. Nice. Yeah. Insert boing. boing, boing. Um, okay, so that's it for children. Cool. She's she's really awesome. Uh, well, so mine is cheating. I'm talking about the commander, Pelucranos, because he is one of the We just talked about him in the intro. <laughs> well, you know what? We're talking about him again. Okay. Uh, so the, the whole reason I bring him up for here is because I we have talked about how Big Tuck and I like to build decks that are around the commanders. Mm-hmm. And this deck does not function yes. without the commander. It, it is. This it's is, either I'm going to be face to command damage. Yep. Making him unblockable through cards that may or may not get talked about. <laughs> I'm going to mill you out. 
Uh, I'm going to fight everything you own so you have no resources. There's just a lot of yeah. different things that you can do. This is, there's like two ways of looking at deck building. Well, in two ways you can look at a lot of things, right? Like movies or TV shows or whatever, where it's like top down or they call them um, high concept, if you will. Mm. Like, for example, if a movie's like, if it's like, um, there's a movie called Lockdown with Guy Pearce in it, which is literally like just Die Hard in space, <laughs> right? Like, so that's called that's called the high concept sort okay. of thing, right? And then there's like from the ground up building where it's like instead you're like, okay, we have this like character, we have these groups of things, we okay. need to like, like we're gonna start we're gonna start there and build like the rest of it there. Okay. So this this is like the perfect example of like a top down, right? Sure. Like the way it's engineered is all based around the commander, right? Yep. Like, which is ironic because you didn't even build it that way to begin with. But like, like you said, right? Like the escape mechanics, putting things in your graveyard, like all yep. of that just plays into getting your commander out and having them do things. Yeah. Which I think is, and I think like uh, sometimes when you do that, you run the danger of being like, what if I have to pay for 10 or 12 or whatever? You sure. Know? But this one is so easy to get back from so many different ways. Yeah. I think it's kind of, I think it's a cool way to do that and like a cool card to do it with. Yeah. And I think the reason that just literally swapping in, it still seems to sort of be stitched together Ooh. Uh, is because you think about it, Hogax and 8-8. That yeah. can basically do a similar type of escape. It's... Um, Convoke and... Uh, Convoke. And uh, delve. Delve. So basically escape is delve. Yeah. Uh, the convoke is the only thing I'm losing, but I have an 8-8 versus a 6-6, but then Pelucranus actually becomes a 12-12. So one of the ways that Hogak wins is you kind of loosely see through the decks and make yeah, him unblockable does he command have, damage. He has trample too, Hogak does? Maybe. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, like I said, I think I played him <laughs> I think I saw, yeah, I think I saw him twice. Um, so, you know, you basically think about it. He's a three-turn clock. Pelucranos is a two-turn clock when mm -hmm. he escapes. So they both kind of have that similar thing. They both need to exile things to be able to cast him. Really, the biggest difference is the whole uh, Convoke piece to be mm -hmm. able to cast out Hogak. But honestly, every time I played the deck, I never really had stuff I don't think to you ever Convoke. Cast him. Yeah. Um, you also, how much did you get him for, by the way? Pelucranos? No, uh, Hogak. Uh, I ripped him. You did? Yeah. Okay, well, you should have sold him because he's a dollar now. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I actually had multiple copies of him. Oh, you did? And I was holding on and holding on, and then the ban happened, and I was like, oh. Oh, yep. I'm yep. poor. <laughs> yeah, they're they're seeing the legendary binder for the next six months. But I think like we talked about, like I think something that I think that's something cool, right? Where it's like we talked about how like people dismantle decks after they don't work. Whereas yep. like this one, you I think it just kind of held in the wings. Yep. And then you're like, okay, now I found my next commander that will actually work with it, and now I can start like iteratively building off of that too. Yeah. So, no, totally um, agree. I, I think it's I think it's a, a deck that really has a lot of potential. Cool. Well, Shoulder was also my last one, so I'm done. Okay. I think you have one so, left though. Uh, I have two left. Oh, so, two left. I only did Shoulder. So yeah, that's one right. of them. I one of them we talked about ways to get it back. Um, I think you have an underrated premiere version of doing that. So in Victimize. Oh, yeah. So Victimize is two colorless and a black. Choose two target creature cards in a graveyard. Sacrifice a creature. If you do, put the chosen creatures into play tapped. Um, again, as we talked about, your commander doesn't really care if it's in the graveyard. Correct. So if you have a shouldered, if you're playing against someone who's milling you or you greater good yourself or whatever, yep. and you have a shouldered, an Avenger Zendikar, one of these other big battle cruisery creatures, it's an easy thing to like, okay, I'm going to swing in. I'm going to swing in with... Plutokinos. I'm gonna activate his abilities and pick off things, kill him, yep. bring two things back, and now I can just escape with him, right? Sure. So, um, and actually, if you get shouldered and you pin him, you can just bring him back with six, I guess, yeah, for free. Yeah. But anyway, the point being is that like 
This card does a lot of work. I also was kind of surprised it's over $2. I mean, it's a really good card, it, it is really good. And it, it is Urza's Saga? Uh, originally, but it's been reprinted like three oh, or four okay. times. Yeah, I got reprinted like Marin and all that stuff. Oh, I don't okay. know how much that is. So um, that's my second one. And then the last one to talk about for me, um, I think this will play nicely into what I've talked about earlier. So Worm Harvest. Love this I card. I think cards, this, card's this really card cool. this Riggity really is really cool. Riggity Rex and Lord Windgrace. Yes. It doesn't actually do that great in here. You Just because... Because I usually exile the lands as part yeah. of the escape to try to keep the other utility stuff, stuff sure. that usually by the time I get to a worm harvest it's like oh yeah it's like six or whatever yeah. so but um it's I still like it quite a bit um two colorless and uh three Golgari for sorcery one one black uh, sorry create a one one black and green worm creature token for each land card in your graveyard and it has retrace so yeah. I think you always kind of have something to do again there's it's probably not going to happen but it could get to where you don't want to start exiling cards out of your graveyard for Correct. whatever reason because you're scared yeah. and you don't have enough or whatever <laughs> um this kind of gives you that backup redundancy it also the retrace is not it's actually relevant in this because that gives you another card to your graveyard yep. right so if you do get land flooded and you don't have your uh nantuko cultivator to bend your hand sure this gets you there um i've played this a couple times before and i it's never really worked for me which is totally fine i have seen other people who play this and it's disgusting and yeah. they like it like 10 worms a pop three turns in a row and you're just like i can't i can't do anything <laughs> i don't know what to do with my hands um so like i said i think that there's a uh i think there's a way that we'll be talking about which this gets better even down the road um but yeah so i like it i think it's great and yeah, no, uh, so, I mean, it works, I mean, I've seen this do work in Lord Windgrace. Yes. This one, I, I haven't seen it yet, but I feel like it won't it, work, because usually every time I am exiling, it's usually doing lands, lands yeah. because it's like, I'd rather keep the other stuff, because Eternal Witness, we talked about right, it, yeah, stitched together, victimized. Stuff, sure. uh, I don't want to start getting, I mean, now, sure, I may get rid of a Wood Elves or a Sakura mm. Tribe Elder, uh, but I'm trying to keep that other stuff the around. Stuff in there, sure. I, I think I'll keep it in for a little bit longer, but I, I may just, end up once again swapping it for something that's more counter driven or sure. just uh you know yeah yeah i don't know i agree with that it, that's it, fine. it's just it's, it's a it's a weird card for a deck that's trying to do i think too much mm -hmm. it, it has its fingers and one would say too many pies oh i like that yes it has its literal fingers in too many uh figurative pies <laughs> <laughs> now that's gonna wrap up the east package guys now we're gonna head over to spice big tuck tuck what you got, got. So, first off, shout out to, yep, you guessed it, another Modern Horizons card. Uh, Sling Lane Lieutenant's in here because it creates a token, so I think that's cute. That's not the one I'm doing. Just point it out Needs there because, again, we've yeah. seen it a gazillion times. I'm guessing this one also is going to get cut, but again, it's another Modern Horizon rare that we have to talk about. Deep Forest Hermit? Yes, absolutely. And I guarantee you just put it in here because you had it lying around. Well, no, it made sense in Hogak because it yes. made four uh, squirrels that I could Attack yes, I no, I get that, but I'm saying you're like I get it, but no, no, no but I also say I, I understand that and I respect what you're saying and I respect you as a person. That being said, I guarantee you cracked this in a pack and threw it in here, and it makes me so upset because I even bought the special like unhinged squirrel squirrel tokens, yeah. like the fat ones that are sitting oh, in the thing yeah, drinking yeah. for this, and I'm probably gonna cut this card and never use them again. Well, fair enough, but it's uh, this would be great in the cube, in my opinion. Uh, but anyway, so Deep Forest Hermits, a three, th uh, one one elf druid, a lot of elf, a lot of druid subtribal in here, oddly enough. But here we are, um, three green green. Um, it's got vanishing three. So as it enters the battlefield, you put three time counters on it at the beginning of your upkeep. You remove a time counter from it, and when you remove the last one, you sacrifice it. When it enters the battlefield, create four one one green scurly boys. 
and squirrely boys you get get plus one plus one so and it does say squirrely boys on the it does, card it does say squirrely boys at least that's what it seems like the blur at this distance um but yeah do you guys do you guys get what i'm saying here do you get the trend it's a modern horizon rare do you understand like do you understand what i'm dealing with yeah uh i think it's, I, it's look, okay it's cute it's and okay. you can bring it back maybe and make more squirrels, I guess, if you really want well, to. What am I going to do with the squirrels? Uh, sack them to alter dementia for two minutes. Demelt someone for yeah. one. You can two. Two. Well, cute. hopefully D4 yeah, is still Hopefully he's out. not dead. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I just want to bring it up because, again, mostly I want to bring it up because I didn't want to talk about Sling Gang because we talked about that a hundred times. And, again, this is another, like, I'm going to repeat myself, Modern Horizon <laughs> bulk rare that you have at least one line around them. Oh Lord! All right. Well, what, what, what do, we, do you have? Do you have a real one? I do have a real one. It's what some would call a game winner, expropriate level oh, power. Yes. But I actually don't know if it works in this deck, and we'll talk through it. We're talking Rise of the Dark Realms. Sure, yeah. Seven colorless black black sorcery. It's a mythic. Mythic. Uh, put all creature cards from all graveyards onto the battlefield under your control. Also twenty bucks. Yeah, it used to be more. Really? Yeah. Oh man. Because uh, I had proxied it because I think it was. 30 really something like that and i was like i'm not paying 30 dollars for that when, when i got mine i think it was like 10 um years so ago. the reason i don't I, the reason i think this card works great is you put a card like this in your deck because it's a i know my creatures are banana hammock and i want to get them from the graveyard but then if i can take everyone else's also, creatures yeah. that's even better well, the thing with this deck is I'm going to be exiling stuff mm -hmm. from my graveyard. So, sure, I did kind of do a little diatrod on I'm usually trying to start, start with the start lands and, and, and then kind of go from there. Start milling people, too. Yeah, so. and, and so maybe that could work out. I just feel like the creatures I have in my deck, sure, if I got Avenger Zendikar and Shieldred and Pelucranos... And I think that's, like, oh, the uh, most relevant... Uh, Deep Force Hermit? <laughs> uh, sure. <Windmill> slam. <laughs> yeah, uh, Sadisi... Yeah, so I, I got like four creatures in the entire deck. Well, Sadisi doesn't even win you the game. It just helps you go look for winning the game. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, there we go. So I got like three creatures in the entire yeah. deck that I would actually want to get back outside of just value garbage. So if I had to, if someone was like, give me, a, I'll give you a $20 bill, or I give you, you know, doubling season, you give me a $20 bill in Rise of the Dark Realms. I would probably do that because I think doubling season, even though that only interacts with my commander, would probably well, do it, more it, than this. It also this. depends if you wanted to do that's. I think that if you do doubling season, that's when you, if you want to put that in, which we're we're not going just to, we're not going over this again. We've yeah. already done this before. Okay, but anyways, I just couldn't remember if we did it on the pod if it's announced yet or not. No. But anyway, did you hear it? Did you hear me say it? Yeah. So. Um, what I was going to say is, if you do end up putting doubling season in this deck, I think that's when that's when you guys start stripping it for things, right? Like yeah. that's when you're like, okay, I am going to go more counters or I'm going to mm -hmm. go more tokens and that sort of thing. Whereas Rise of the Dark Realms, like you said, is kind of a generically good card. But like maybe that's just what this deck is—just generically good, good, generic good stuff. Yeah, with a, with an awesome commander, you know, like that's not bad. And again, as we discussed, like outside of a few like range things and edge cases that's kind of what Golgari does. So I think it, like having the commander in itself is probably cool enough. Um, I agree with you. I could think this card could probably stay or go in the deck. I, yeah, I could probably I mean? find a home for it elsewhere, but right now it's like until I find something to replace it with where I, it's like the last slot, yeah. I'll leave it. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up the spice package. Now we're going to head over to bottle capping. As a reminder, these would be big taxonized recommendations uh, to add and cut from the deck that are under five bucks, under 50, and a personal recommendation. Only restriction is no mana, only lands. And we did allude to it. Big Tuck kept flipping talking about it. Bye. So now we're going to do it. It's honorable mention. We're not going to talk about hardened scales and doubling season. 
both of these cards, we get it. Yep. They're great cards for the deck, but we want to try to start thinking more outside the box and not just go for the meat and potatoes uh, options. So we will not be talking about them, but if you guys are going to build a Pelucranosa deck, you should probably have both of those yeah. in the deck. And there's another one that does similar things like Winding Constrictor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's another, that's an, yeah, that's another one that's good. So, um, yeah, all of those should probably be it. <laughs> but... Again, yeah, it's just kind of rogue. But hey, here we are. Yep. Uh, so the first card, uh, I'm going to go first. My under five, I'm going to cut Sprout Swarm. Yeah, you are. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. I So um, it's it's a weird card, and I think I've heard people say it's like really good and limited. Um, it's one of the cards that comes up a lot when you're looking at things like EDH rec. Like it came up for like yeah. Wart, and I'm like, what? Like, I don't get it. I mean, I guess because you copy it. Sort of, but then you're just getting two. Like, so, okay, it's... It's got a million a million lines <laughs> yeah. of text, so... Colorless green. Yes. Instant with Convoke. So each creature you tap while playing this will reduce its cost by one or of the color. And then it has... Uh, buyback three, so you may pay an additional three as you play the spell. If you do, put that card in your hand uh, as it resolves. Which you can do through the Convoke. Yes, yes, yep. correct. Oh, and then, like, the so all of that, right? And you're like, whoa, this better be something cool. Like, is this guy create some sort of horrid ooze creature? No, you have to jump through all these hoops, and what do you get? A 1 1 green cycling creature token. It doesn't, yeah, like, there's obviously something that we're missing. I don't, like, I, I, but, like, I've had this, like, I've had this in multiple decks before, because, like, people on the internet, which, as we mentioned previously, is just a series of tubes, so maybe correct. that's why. But, like, I don't get it. <laughs> I did this. I had this in Wart. I had it in hand. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to do this, copy it, and I'm going to make three one ones. I'm going to spend my entire turn. I'm going to make four Sapperlings and go, right? Yeah. So I, I, don't, I don't get it either. Maybe, yeah, maybe we're in There's stadiums. something. Yeah, there's apparently we're be, bad magic players. There's got to be something there. But what are, you, what are you cutting it for? So I'm going to cut it for a card that gives me a pseudo combo. Not infinite. Uh, we're talking Cauldron of Souls. Oh, the Persist Rigmarole? So yeah. this is a five colorless artifact at a buck 65. You could tap it, choose any number of target creatures. Each of those creatures gain Persist until end of turn. So when it dies, if it had no negative one, negative one counters on it, return it to the battlefield under its owner's control with a negative one, negative one counter on it. Yeah. So the kind of loop-de-doop you do with Pelucranos is you tap this, you target him, you sack him to Ultra Dementia, you mill someone out, he's going to come back with a Persist Trigger, but since he always comes back with plus one counters, he's just going to come back with one less plus one counter. Right. And then your next turn, you can kind of do that again. Yeah, you can, now, do that, it, you can do that once a turn, every turn, right? Well, once a rotation, because this Yeah, because it taps, yes. Yeah, 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 so that's where it kind of like, if I wanted to go into more combo-y, I could put Unwinding Clock in the deck, oh, which I know you're not going to talk about. No. Uh, and then, you know, that way each person's turn, I'm essentially milling for five or or Avenger of Zitten. Well, no, because that would have sure. a negative one yeah. counter on it. So, yeah, I mean, it's I think it's good because it does give me an option to start throwing counters on stuff. Maybe you're going to try to get rid of my Shieldred. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll at least give yeah. it some sort of protection. It's good protection. And yeah. it has a good synergy with the commander. Yeah, it's OK. Um. I, li I do like it for the commander. I just wish there was more ways to abuse it, like straight out the gates. Like sure. doing this once isn't good. Um, I generally like running this in wider things. Like I think this does really good in vampire style decks. Oh, sure. Where like it's pretty much board wipe protect reinsurance. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I think it's okay. I just I, I like we talked about again. It's like there's how many creatures do you actually care about coming back to the battlefield after they die? Just right? the commander. Like, well, I, I, well, actually, and to your point, 
I think you do bring up a great point. So now the best card in the deck, now D4 Servant, actually could come back and make even more squirrels. Just the ones. <laughs> I gotta get rid of the counter somehow. Wait, no, it comes back and immediately dies because it comes in with a persist token, right? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no. I think it would just. Get, I think it would give me good value for a lot of stuff. Say wood elves. That's gonna interplay. Sure, it'll immediately yeah, die. Right. But I'm gonna get another. Force. You get another thing out of uh, it. Yeah. Sakura tribe elder. Uh, I wouldn't even be able to sack it. So that's a terrible example. <laughs> uh, Rift sweeper. That enters the battlefield. Yeah, you would, you would get another exile. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it, it, it can do a lot of things. But I think the direction I want to take the deck is Pelucridos or bust and try to find ways to do his thing, whether it's milling, yeah. whether it's flinging him, whether it's uh, commander damage, and I think this is a good way to do that. Mm -hmm. So, what is your under five? You're gonna so, cut Sprout Swarm. I am cutting Sprout Swarm, um, and I think I love this card personally, and it's just, I used to not be able to get under five until Mystery Boosters, which is crazy. Uh, Dude, He's, I've been looking those up this whole episode, by the way, and it is nuts. We're talking yeah. like $3.99 for Birds of Paradise. We're talking good deal. dirt cheap across That's the That's why board. I wish I wouldn't have bought a box, but I guess, you're like you said, you could get more out of it, potentially, yeah. so who knows. Um, so, you know you love them, you're hypnotized from them. We're talking Get Rock Monster. Oh my god. Uh, I love Get Rock Monster. So, three colorless Golgari for a 6-6 six, six legendary creature, Frog Horror. That's a mythic. Uh, death Touch. <sighs> At the beginning of your upkeep, sack the Get Rock Monster unless you sacrifice the land. You may play an additional land on each of your turns, and then whenever one or more land cards are put into your graveyard from anywhere, draw a card. I I personally think that if we're talking lands, sure. if we're talking this deck, if it was me, I would put more of like these kind of effects in there. Because again, it eats lands. You have your squandered resources going already, right? Sure. You have these other ways of getting lands into the graveyard, so you might as well get something out of them. Plus, plus a 6-6 six, six Death Toucher is anything to sneeze at while you're kind of getting your yeah. you know, thing going, right? So I think this card just generates a lot of value for this. If you want to take this in the, if you want to cut some things and make it like a little more land based, you okay. know what I mean? That's fair because it's kind of like my Cauldron of Souls is more. Are you taking this more commander centric yes, yes. damage? Okay, get Rock Monster if you want to do more land right. type of rigmarole. Yes, and I'm not saying I'm not saying to replace your commander at all, right? Sure. Because I think he feeds. I think he's. And honestly, I wouldn't because Get Rock Monster has the same reputation like Zur does. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, the table yeah, right. and it no like, one's gonna oh, believe you. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, but like, you, like. That's what I'm saying. Where like when I'm looking at this, this is like a good direction for, in my opinion, of how you could take this deck, right? Sure. Like you make it a little more land based. Um, I could see your hesitance in that because you already have your Lord Wind Grace, Lord Wind Grace, which is kind of does this, but this still. Mm, feeds. I think it all the way does it. Yeah, but like that's this still the end goal of all this is just to make your commander be able to cast them more, and it still like makes your commander the star of the show. So, sure. Um, if you wanted to go the lands route, then I think that Gitrog would be a great start. Okay, fair enough. Uh, well, my under 50, I'm cutting Sling Gang. <laughs> Talked about it a billion times. Uh, three colorless first black. Time, let's go on record. The first time this it's card isn't, isn't, isn't talked about or isn't talked about directly or added to attack. Three colorless black. It's a goblin. It enters the battlefield, create two one one red goblin creature tokens, which I do love creating off-color tokens in a deck. I think <laughs> yes. it's funny. Uh, sack a goblin, target player loses a life, and you gain a life. Once again, leftover from Hogak because you basically pay him yeah, for four, convoke. and now you have three mana that you could tap yep. for the Convoke. Uh, we're going to add it. Big Tuck already ruined it for all of you guys. Hey. Uh, we're talking Vigor. Uh, three colorless. <laughs> Anyone who knows anything about magic. Green, green, green. <laughs> what? Green, green, green. Oh. <laughs> 
Creature, elemental incarnation, 6-6. Six, six. Uh, trample, if damage would be dealt to another creature you control, prevent that damage, put a plus one, plus one counter on that creature for each one damage prevented this way. So, basically, my commander now, with Vigor out, I pay three mana, and I fight everything I want, he becomes humongous, and I kill everything on the planet. First off, I'll have you know that anyone who saw this thing said is like, oh, I wonder if he runs bigger in there. Guarantee it, so it didn't spoil... You spoiled like, everything. Um, so I do agree. Yes, you have to have this in here if you're going to run the stack, or you don't have to, but it's really good. The one bad thing about the card, though, when Vigor is put into the graveyard from anywhere, shuffle it into the library. So as I'm kind of going through the rigmarole of stuff's going from my grave or, uh, library into the graveyard, my hand to the graveyard, Vigor can never be in the graveyard and be able to get it back. Oh, that's that's fair. So point. that is the one negative to it. Sure. But I think that makes the deck more fair. Because I can't just turn one then into it, two, yeah. get Vigor, let and me then, get yeah, and, then and then I'm just going to win. Yeah, then you're off to the races. Um, so it, it is putting somewhat of a weighted cloak on me, but... Or I a heavy crown. Ooh. Or a heavy turtle shell. Well, what so what's is. funny with this, and this took me a long time to realize, so... That's again, an ox. Yeah, well, yeah, so I thought, I thought originally it was like a helmet turtle thing with, yeah, with like too. a mustache yep. and then like when I actually saw this in the wild so to speak I was like oh there's like a bowl underneath that yep. I got it I don't know I gotta go get LASIK or something well, you've been saying that now for like 8 episodes you just need to put on your glasses uh, but then I feel like I'm working so uh, I think it's a great cut yep. good job and <laughs> and it's only $2.66 yep. which again it also used to be like $10 but it's not printed in Modern Horizon so it hey. cl clearly doesn't fit in this deck uh, so what is your under 50 so I'm actually going to cut Court of Calling Wow. For, for similar reasons insofar as I think that was great to play with Hogak, but if you're trying to get more away from the token build, yeah. um Convoke doesn't like the Do reason why, the reason why this is that card's good is cuz you can you can pay non mana into and it. And honestly, right? I could just then take it and put it into my elf deck and now I have a way to go get Crater Hoof. Bingo. So. Right? Or a gazillion other creatures in that, right? Or something that's less degenerate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, Crater Hoof's fine. Um so I think that there's a card that got printed recently that does something very similar. So we are talking uh, finale of devastation. Oh sure. Yeah. So um, there's a couple reasons why I think this one is a better pick for this in particular. Um, for those who don't know, all these finality cycles are all really good. So X green green. So that's a little easier to cast too, right? Yep. So not triple green. Search your library, and this I think is the key. I think there's two key parts to this, right? So one is search your library and/or graveyard for a creature card with converted mana X or less and put in the battlefield. So. There's your Shouldered, there's your sure. Eternal Witness, whatever you want, right? Like, it's got a lot more functionality. And as we've discussed, in its current build, you're not as, like, bending stuff into the graveyard. Sure. But you have your the Lich and that sort of thing where you probably have targets there, too. Okay. Uh, and then if X is, or 10, is X, if X is 10 or more, creatures you control get plus X plus X and gain haste until end of turn. So, question. Yes. Do you think, I know it doesn't do graveyard, but don't you think Tooth and Nail would probably be better? I guess, but like, what do you go get with that? What you just talked the about, Shieldred, yeah, Avenger, Zendikar. The one thing I like about this too is Vigor. that if you need to get if you need to get Pelucranos through with some extra damage, kind of late game, this is a way to do it. Um, we're not talking. One thing that I am not particularly talking about because I couldn't really decide on which one to go with um, was trample effects. Sure. So um, if you can get Pelucranos with trample somehow, and yeah. then just this is like a way to buff him and some of your other creatures. Um, I think if you you're probably leaving Avenger Zendikar right because he's good. Yeah. Right, and that's this guy, and that gives you sacrifice fodder. Like sure. For the end, there's a lot of ways to cheat him in. 
Um, this will also give his Saperlene guys that come out with him a big boost potentially. So that could be a big game winner. Um, let's not forget you could spend 10 mana and go get four Stellar Hermit. <laughs> And then all the squirrels become 14, no, 12, 12s. So. But they wouldn't. Oh, they do have haste. Oh, yeah, God. exactly. So Beefy squirrels. I think so. Um, like I said, I think Corda Collins are really great. I think Corda Collins are a really great card, but I think the flexibility and the potential finisher version of this uh, would make this a little better slot. Okay. You know what? Um Starting to come around for it? Yeah. And, but what sucks is this is more expensive than Corda Calling now, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, once it rotates out of standard, yeah, it'll be know. fine. Um, all right. Well, my personal recommendation, and I did want to try to break a little bit of the bank, but still didn't realize. Yeah, it's like well, 40 bucks. I think, I think mine's like three. Uh, but we are actually going to cut something that is very similar to Rise of the Dark Realms. Uh, we're going to cut Living Death. Yeah. Living Death, three colorless, black, black sorcery. Set aside all creature cards and all graveyards. Then put each creature that is in play into its owner's graveyard. Then put each creature card set aside this way into play under its owner's control. Like, I mean, we talked about there's like three creatures in the deck I truly care about. Well, and and again, like you, you're not, you're intentionally not trying to stack your graveyard with creatures, right? Correct. Like this in a Golgari deck, like my Gerard like is Like a good. real one. It's, well, it's because like, I'm like, um, you know, milling myself. I'm Rabbit using, is Chupacabra. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I'm like using Entomb, you know, yeah. or um, Buried Alive, those sort of things, where I'm like intentionally putting things in my graveyard knowing I can get them out and mm -hmm. they'll probably be better than what they're going to have on the board at the time. Yeah. Not really, not necessarily the case in this deck. 100% agree. So what I do think would be good, though, is a Legendary Land, Volrath's Stronghold. Uh, yes. Mythic. Yes, okay. 42 bucks. Taps and adds a colorless, so it's not yep. a dead land. And for a colorless black tap, put target creature card from your graveyard on top of your library. Sure, yeah, I think it's So good. I think this will do a few things for me. One, if maybe the Pelucranos escape thing has been going, but now I'm starting to get real low <laughs> on that graveyard. You only have three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, instead of paying six, I'll pay two, and he'll mm -hmm. just be my draw for turn. Uh, if it's Shieldred got thrown in there, go ahead and throw her back on top. I think it'll be a way that I can start kind of picking and choosing and being a little bit more utility, and even maybe taking it as far as I actually just I need a land. Uh, yeah. Wood Elves is in there, and I'm stuck at three mana. I'll pay two. Wood Elves on top. Sure. Go that'll be a dead yeah, draw. Why not? Let me just have that be another forest. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> uh, I think it's cool. I think it's a good deck. Um, I think it's a good card. Uh, I will also say that you can get this in gold in gold bordered, so you don't have to pay the $40 for it. Just get just just give in. Uh, by the way, uh, gold border birds and mystery booster birds, same price. Well, here we are. <laughs> It's a crazy world. We're yeah, who knows, man? I don't know. Well, uh, what's your personal recommendation? Yeah, so uh, I am cutting uh, another card, which I think is kind of okay. From Modern Horizons? Yeah, no, I wish. Oh, man. <laughs> no, I can't because clearly it's a thing. Uh, I'm actually going to cut Spider Spawning. Okay. Um, kind yeah. of the, kind of the same reasons that we've talked about, right? Like of I, you have a wild, you have a so your your graveyard at different points of the game is going to be wildly unpredictable, yeah. right? <laughs> like you never really know. Well, what's gonna and be in did there. you even look? I only have twenty three creatures in the deck. Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so spider spawning is four colorless uh, and a green. Uh, put a one two green spider creature token with reach onto the battlefield for each creature card in your graveyard. Flashback six and a black. Um, yeah, I. 
I it's it could be good. Again, you probably had this in there with Ho with Ho Daddy to make more tokens. Yep. One, two, reach blockers are okay, but sure. it's not gonna win you the game. No. Nope. This doesn't really help your commander. So what I'm gonna cut it with is a card that is played in a lot of Golgari decks, and I used to think it was garbage, but uh I now You've been proven wrong that it is. Yeah. So we're I'm talking, talking Marin. Yeah, yeah. Marin Clan held off. Uh, no, uh, also um, down to six bucks. Marin is? Yeah. I'm telling you, dude, mystery boosters are killing. Aura shards is like nine. I don't think they, is Marin in mystery boosters. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I figured maybe her price dropped because of the, the, the secret, secret layers layer. with her new art. Maybe still, that's awesome. Like aura shards are nine bucks. Like its stuff is cheap. But I'm still, I would still wait through the end of the month, and then, and then like in April, that's when I would start buying. If mm-hmm. you're gonna do that. So, anyways, um, Creekwood Liege is what I'm talking about today. So. Color triple Golgari. It's a creature horror. Uh, two two. It's a rare, and we'll put you back three forty five. So other black creatures you control get plus one plus one. Other green creatures you control get plus one plus one. And at the beginning of your upkeep, you may create a one one black and green worm creature token. So it turns your Plukronos into an eight eight. Sure. And create dumps out two twos that are sacrifice fodders, blocks, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And this also helps with some of your token strategies, like again, Avengers Endicar, sure. getting some one ones out of that. So here's the thing I don't like about it it's a creature. No. <laughs> uh, I don't like it because Pelucranos potentially cannot die. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, and then I'm just stuck with a two two forever. Wait, but uh, he would, you, he would have can, to fight something bigger than a two or right. a two. But then you could also snipe. You could use that to snipe out like all utility creatures potentially. Yeah, I could see. I could see your point. Yeah, that, your that's point. the only thing that I'm like ah. But you, do, I don't know you, if I like you that. You do have a lot of sack outlets too. Yeah, that's so you fair. can always bin him, right? Okay. So um, I agree. I don't think it's I. Uh, this is kind of like a card that I just like personally because I've seen it a lot recently. Sure. Um, it's three dollars, and I think it's got 4% a lot of percent of a. Decks that can run it. Wow. How much? Uh, it's in 4%. Wow. That's... I mean, it resides in, I would say, 35% of Golgari decks. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. So, create your to- you're still getting your token, right? One of them consistently yep. every turn. That's a 4-4 four, four instead of a 1-2. Um, and pumps up your commander. So, again, like, I think there's some trample things. Like, Shadow Sphere would probably be pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I just couldn't come up with one that was, like, Cart Blanche would be best for Sure. Him. Rancor is probably not a bad example either, but I just thought Wire or Creekwood Rancor Leech, actually be probably really good in this. Yeah, because he's gonna die and it just comes back every yeah. time, right? So, anyways, um, all that to say is that I just think that this card does a little bit more than Spider Spider Summoning, unless you really want to commit to creatures and tokens. Awesome. So there you have it. Well, cool. Well, I think that's gonna wrap up the bottle capping, guys. And thanks for making it until the end. And as promised, here's some details about our giveaway from our sponsor, Level One Game Shop. We're gonna be giving away. <gasps> We're going to announce it next week. <laughs> it's uh, middle of March. Uh, we haven't exactly figured out what we're going to do, but we do know it's going to be some cool cards and a CMD Tower playmat and 100 pack of matte sleeves. But if you want to enter in to win this mystery thing that you have no idea what it is about, just help promote the content we produce. You get an entry for every interaction you do with us on social media. Uh, we're going to announce the winner on MTG Action 4 News. May 5th. Ooh, Cinco de Mayo, baby. And yes, we're going to be doing giveaways every single month. It could be a sweet couple cards like this. It could be a starter deck like we did last month for the Orzov. Uh, it could be a commander deck. Uh, we're going to try to work it out. I don't know what quantities are going to look like. Maybe in May or June, whenever it's coming out, have it be the Chandra Spellbook. Ooh, I think that'd be kind of yeah, cool. 
Uh, so yeah, we'll just have to see what level one can hook us up with. But hey, <laughs> if you enjoyed it, please leave some positive feedback on your podcast platform. Um, you know, and whatever kind of star review, five star, five star, five star, uh, that would make others want to listen to it as well. Uh, if you want to reach out to us and find more ways you can enter into the contest, here's how you can do that. You can reach me at Mr. Combo number five on Twitter, all spelled out except for the five. Tuck. Where can they meet you? Uh, you can meet me on the series of tubes known as Twitter. Uh, uh, it's at Big Tuck Tweeting. Uh, I'm on there every once in a while. Uh, so hit me up. There we go. Uh, you can reach our main account at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. You can go to our website, cmdtower.com. Basically, type in Chalupa Margarita Del Taco Tower. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to engage your awesome production team for your own future projects, how would they do that? Squee. Oh, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Rich Chaos Records. You can find me at Dear Squee at cmdtower.com. You can find me on the tweeters at Dear Squee. Or, I don't know, come to Kansas. You know I'm here. I'm there around. Come find me. Uh, he does Actually, music. please don't. There's coronavirus going around. Just stay home. <laughs> uh, they do music, podcasts, and do have a full studio if you are local in the KC metro area. But this actually is a great time to do the social distancing. And if you have stuff you would like him to edit post, uh, you can just email it to him. Drop it in a Google Drive. Uh, it's pretty easy stuff. Uh, if you want to support the show as well as hook up our sponsor with the orders you're already doing, head over to level1gameshop.com. When you place an order in the order notes, just type in CMD Tower so they know that you came from The Collective. It's The Collective. Uh, Outside of their own storefront, they do have a TCG store with over 99% accuracy rating and crazy competitive prices. And they also are the exclusive carriers of that CMD Tower playmat and sleeves, as well as anything else you need from a Magic the Gathering or other game perspective. Um, you know, another thing that we do is the third Saturday each month, we do have a CMD Tower EDH takeover. Uh, it goes from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Granted, with all the uncertainty going on, uh, we do have these events posted on Facebook, and we will keep those up to date, whether they will be canceled, rescheduled, or whatever, uh, you know, per the virus. Um, another way oh, you can yeah. support the show is to head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. We have different reward tiers from as simple as Discord access. You can harass Big Tuck about how his <laughs> life revolves around getting Jimmy, uh, or even possibly helping us reach our stretch goals, which we have one that we're 30% of the way to it, um, to where we're going to do a weekly Q&A article series uh, posted to cmdtower.com, but these questions will specifically come from our patrons. Um and you know what? You also get additional entries into the monthly giveaways. So, yeah, chip in a buck. Chip in five. Chip, yeah, couple couple quarter there. What is it? It's like that uh, Team America song where it's like, Ameri- freedom isn't free, so you got to chip in a buck or five. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just more thinking of the, the cheesy car salesman. How much do you spend on a cup of coffee a day? Yeah, yeah, right. For uh, one a cup dollar of, a day. For one cup of coffee a day, you can have a squee live a normal lifestyle. <laughs> Uh, and of course, thank you to Pink Royal for the music that they provided in the beginning and the end of the episode. So, Big Tuck, we just completed From the Depths of Hell, Compalucanos! <laughs> What'd you think? Or, or, or did we find a way to maybe make this I think deck so, more yeah. streamlined? I think so. Um, you know, I think there's I think there's some not dead weight, but definitely some this is the this is the deck of yours that's has the most uh relationship baggage in it, if you will, from the Ghosts of Girlfriends past. I Fair. think um but i but i you know i think that's okay right like not every deck has to be super streamlined um this is this can win it, it can be very interactive you know i think if you make a couple cuts here sure trim this trim this trim that you know change up change up his workout routine a little bit it's really gonna get there yeah you know i totally agree i i think it is something that it has legs yes it's different uh, how, four? Oh no never mind he's got a gazillion heads <laughs> it's different enough from other golgari commanders that it's not just 
Golgari good stuff, yeah. put it to the graveyard, bring it back. Yep. Uh, it's kind of resource selection. What am I going to exile this time? Um, I do think, you know, we talked a lot about counters. We talked about land matters. I think a direction that maybe we uh, may have to talk about offcast is how to make him unblockable mm. and make him just have generic buffs. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah. But yeah, I think there's a lot of ways that we can bring this uh, guy home. So I'm excited to get back to the grindstone since I have now completed my path to 32 outside of two color combinations. Uh, no, sorry, three color combinations. But they're all four color, and I refuse to do it until there's better options out there. So I guess I'm just going to be tweaking decks for the next six months. Enjoy. Uh, oh, and did you notice that there was a card missing from the deck? There wasn't a murder. See ya! Mm -hmm.